those big chrome horn rings used yeah. to just cut your thumbs off. The no. steering shaft was fixed, so it just harpoon you. The metal dashes whack your forehead open. <laughs> right. It was bad. It was gnarly. Wow. The car inside the car was worse than the accident. <laughs> Yeah, you think about it, like back in those days, they didn't even really have like much for crumple zones or anything. Like no. nothing. When you, you hit, took all it of it. Like, you are like, the crumple boom. zone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a little taste. <laughs> sounds so wrong. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. I'm Rob. And we're a custom automotive shop based here in Vancouver, British Columbia. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about, give me a second. <laughs> da, 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 da. On this episode, what are we speaking about? he's in We're charge of production. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the whole production team. <laughs> wow. Yes, so we're going to be talking about, were cars built better back in the day? We've all heard the saying, they don't make them like they used to. I try to use my country accent. Uh, that was very terrible. No, you're I straight out of Kentucky, it. man. You should have it <laughs> dialed right in. I know. I used to live in Kentucky, for those of you that do not know. Um, and so, yeah, before I moved to California. So there's a lot of contrast. And then I'm from Nigeria. So it's Is there any Kentucky-isms? Oh, they do say some weird words. Because like, I saw something on TikTok. It was like from Appalachia. They had very specific. Mm, I mean, there's different words. Like they say wash instead warsh, of like yeah, wash. Like a wash. That was one of the Appalachian ones. That's a wash cloth. cloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they say like in a coon's age. Like, oh, yeah. I ain't seen you in a coon's age. It's Didn't like, we Google that? Yeah. We, we looked we it Googled up. Yeah. What did it mean? How old a raccoon lives? I think it's like, it's like said, a few years, 12 years or something. Seven years? Yeah. I can't remember. So there's a few of those type of sayings. Yeah. <laughs> coons. Yeah. Age. I haven't seen you in seven years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like a long time no see for the most part. But uh, so I love Kentucky, man. <laughs> Fried chicken. Yeah. I'm, wow, it's because I'm I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no. no, because of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> oh, I just backed you into a corner. I see how it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm. But uh, yes, so on this episode, like I mentioned, we've we've uh, all heard the saying is they don't build them like they used to. Thank and, God. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about if that's, a, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And are classic cars really built better better than modern cars or the opposite? No. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. Um, so with that said, let's get started. How is it going? What's happening? What is happening? Aston Martin just came today. Yep. Noise. Yep. The DB5. Right after we talked about British cars, cars. sucking. He came, he come rolling in and he's got his arms up. He's like, man, you guys better pay attention to who's buttering your bread around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As he drops off his Aston Martin. That yeah. was pretty awesome timing. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty funny. DB4. Yeah, yep. Yes. So dropping it off some for some maintenance and things. Uh, step and bumper thing. Oh, yes. Step Prepping and. for a... Uh, chopper show this weekend so mm -hmm. we got to go drop a couple of bikes off actually right after we're done this noise skylark stuff's been Star happening Lark too so oh, yeah making, a bunch of stuff for the skylark yeah 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 so we just had a really good uh meeting with the client about that so we have some pretty solid direction where we're going to be going with that too so that's pretty exciting looks like that's our uh 
SEMA 2024 build. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we, yeah. we need a place to put it. So if anybody's uh, got a spot for us, let us know. Does Toyo take old cars like that or no? Yeah, they have, but this is a little too high end resto mod for them, I think. What? What does that mean? Mm, well, it's not interesting. Stan does an amazing job of curating mm. very interesting vehicles. Oh, I see what you mean. And yep. I think this is very much like your standard high, high-end resto mod. So I don't oh, know if it would okay. be a good fit for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was a big, big news. Yeah, SEMA 2024. Hmm. We're going to push to do the Skylark. Are we doing Euro things? A Lamborghini or Chevy Tahoe body swap, in case you guys do not know. Can Where we we're taking it, it or no? Oh, we're taking it to Moab. Yeah. Yeah, we are taking it there. Yeah. yeah so that's no, going to be fun. For sure. But we're going to have like a, we'll probably have a couple of local outings as an experience, sort of just to see if anything might break before we travel across the country. So, so yeah, we might take it to the flats at Stave, mm -hmm. yeah. which is like a local spot. So maybe we'll make a weekend of that. Mm -hmm. And then Moab. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do well there, but we're taking it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I just thought about something. If we're taking it to Moab, why don't we also just take another Tahoe just in case we need to rob parts? <laughs> so, just, inter-swappable. Maybe yeah. we'll get or a Tahoe to, to tow it. Yeah. With, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Just in case we're like, oh, just swap parts easily. And that way we're not stuck in the middle of the desert. So I think we have enough parts that we could actually take spares with us. Oh, okay. Sweet. And if there's anybody out there listening or watching this, and they want to be a part of the Euroho experience with us, and they want to help us make it Moab ready, hit us up. Yes. Yeah. Even if it just means advice. Yeah. Yeah. Advice goes a long ways. But we'd rather have money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can buy advice with money. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, with that said, we're going to dive right into the podcast. Were classic cars or were cars built better back in the day or no? I have some points here, but before we dive into the actual points, what are your thoughts, Tim? I'm going to say Rob? no. No? <laughs> Why? Because they were simpler, which may people might tend to lean, gravitate towards more on a personal ability level, mm -hmm. but they're not better. There's no way they're better. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, I think you have to look at it from a couple different perspectives. I mean, it's they were like you said, they were simpler. They're built simpler. The materials that they chose back in the day were a little bit more, you know, rudimentary. Rudimentary. I mean, more basic. Like if you think about like we're in a, we're in a kind of a DIY sort of era, and a lot of people want to get their hands on and work on their own stuff. Maybe fix it, modify it, do whatever. Well, the classic cars lend themselves a little bit easier towards that because of those material choices, welding, grinding, things like that. You can do that. Modern cars are a little bit more, I mean, there's a lot more composites in modern cars, mm -hmm. a lot more, say, panel bond and rivet, you know, manufacturing procedures, this sort of just the standards. It's not very DIY friendly. Like if you crash your car, it's a lot, it's a lot more of a major ordeal. And you got to have some legit knowledge and, and tooling tools. really to be able to, to do it nowadays. So mm -hmm. cars nowadays technically are built significantly better than they ever were. Oh, yeah. Like significantly <laughs> um, to do their in, job. in every way. But if you're if you're if your perspective, if your your goal is to be able to be hands on with your car, 
you can't beat a classic car. The simplicity, you know, and the user friendliness, the sort of, you know, get your hands in there kind of thing is that's that lends itself to a classic. Car. Yeah. I don't think modern cars are built from an enthusiast perspective. Mm. Yeah, that is so true. Like, I don't think they want you in there at all. That's so true. Like, you can't even check your own oil anymore, <laughs> yeah. like at all. Yes. There's, I don't think there's anything that's really intended to be serviceable. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like the, the days of, you know, even doing your own oil change in some cars, it's not even a It's thing. a procedure. That thing is Like it's a major thing. Yeah. It's so interesting now because I was looking at, uh, I feel like I was reviewing, I think it was a McLaren. I forgot what McLaren it was, but like even the progression of McLaren from the 12C to now the 720S or whatever, they literally, like you said, they don't even let you check your fluid. Like I think, no, you can check okay. your fluids, but that's the extent of stuff that you can I, do. I know with. why. <laughs> why? Want to know why? Why? I'm going to say one word and both of you will also know why. Okay. Bill. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is why things let's, have progressed. Let's just say this some point. people should not put their hands on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is very hands-on, but he doesn't... Everything that I've ever had to fix is because he touched something he shouldn't have touched. <laughs> so McLaren has probably naturally evolved in the same way. <laughs> it's like, please stop fixing it because it isn't broken. Like, <laughs> And if you guys are like, who's Bill? He's a guy that He's a know. customer. He's yeah. a great guy, but he likes to tinker, but he's usually tinkering with things he doesn't understand. And then I got to go put them back. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, because he's from a, he's from an old world. He's, he's, you know, small block Chevy sort of time yes. you know, way back in the day. But then he's gotten annoyed with small block Chevy things. So he wanted fuel injection and electronic ignition and all these things, but he th thinks you still handle them in the same way that you did then. So he's trying to tinker and move and he oh, gets no. his neighbors involved. And next thing you throw the thing doesn't even run. <laughs> and I got to go back and be like, Bill, what did you do? Stop uh, touching it. Like if you just leave it alone, it's fine. Oh, wow, I just wanted to do this. And you're like, no. Okay. <laughs> so McLaren, there's somebody at the McLaren. It's just like, oh man, make it so these guys can't touch this thing. Mm. Yeah. But also yeah. I feel like McLaren is also like, I think you think of the price of all these things and if anything goes wrong, it's so yeah, much. Yeah, but it's, they've been doing like, I think Germany got way ahead of it. Like Which Porsches, one? you can't check your oil. You gotta oh, use your key. Yeah, yeah, My Mercedes, the same way. It doesn't have a dipstick. You gotta use, it's all electronic. They don't yeah, want you BMW in there. Yeah, my BMW is same thing too. You can't touch the, the oil, which I'm like, I've honestly thought about just drilling a hole in the oil pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> A little dipstick because sensors can fail and it happens all the time, which is why I'm like, like there are, sure, modern cars are amazing and all that, but sometimes they make the simplest things so much more difficult, like checking your oil. Like why do they have to give you an electronic because Checker. in their mind, if you get your car's oil changed on its proper service intervals, <laughs> you should never have to check it. Because it's going to be what it needs to be every three months, six months. That's true. What's that McLaren 
that uh, didn't have an oil pressure sensor. All, all of them. them. Is that all of them? <laughs> yes. Because we were just talking about that recently, and I, I'm not sure what it was, but I was like, that is the stupidest manufacturing I thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. It just crazy. wipe an engine out because of... It didn't know when. I think there's shut other fail-safes, but yes, it comes are. when you start tuning them and messing with them. Oh yeah. So you get no real heads up. It's by the time you realize it's too late. Way too late. Uh, yeah. So it's like they have oil level sensors and all that kind of stuff. But if you throw a rod through the side of the block, then that's it. No, it's game over anyway. Yeah. It's game over anyway. <laughs> Generally, by that time, that this problem is you're probably already cooked anyways. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and so. Um, I have some talking points here. Okay. I did some research, but um, mm -hmm. one of the things that, one of the points that I wrote down was the build quality and materials. So build quality then versus now, which is better or built for higher tolerances? I think modern stuff. I think there's a transition period as they were adding new materials into it and trying new materials from like, say, I don't know, late 70s mm. to like early 90s was a really bad time for cars mm. like the plastics they use suck so bad all kinds of composites adhesives new primers all this kind of stuff so that was a really bad time for cars would give it like a really bad name mm -hmm. but now shit is so good like the fit and finish on cars now, like even your most average car, you get like a Mazda and you're like, damn, this thing is nice. It's pretty nice. Whereas a Mazda in the 80s was, oh man. So bad. Like you're getting inside of a wash bucket or something. It's just all plastic, <laughs> plastic. And hard, squeaking, creaking. Yeah, it wasn't good. Bash cracks all the time. Um, you look at like what, 80s Chevrolets? Everything is broken. Everything. Every bolt, because they surface mounted a bunch of stuff, is all cracked around the holes. The plastic's ultra brittle. It's terrible. You can't even <laughs> yeah. touch it. And they always had some fucking squeak that you could never, yeah, ever find. Plastic on plastic. Or resolve. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> man. Yes. Chevy square bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Camaros, Corvettes is still like that era is by far the shittiest interiors ever made. <laughs> yeah. But I think it also depends on the manufacturer for the most part. Like because back then I know like we talked about we talked about British stuff last week, but things like all the wood stuff for like high end like Aston, Rolls mm -hmm. Royce, Bentley. You no, know, Bentley in the eighties was a little bit questionable. But for the most part, like Rolls Royce, Bentley, all those high end manufacturers used real wood. Where did all the real wood go? You never see real wood anymore. I think it's just too easy to replicate it without all the headaches. Mm. Yeah. I think that definitely is the biggest factor in why it's not used anymore. Like you can make fake it. wood that will last forever. <laughs> and then there's cars out there that still have it, but I mean, yeah. those are really, really luxurious cars. Yeah, yeah. You're getting into like six figures to get back into the real wood era. <laughs> This is interesting. Also, speaking of like spending extra money, this is like talking about like interior, interior build materials, but leather versus wool. Back in the day, I heard, I don't know how true this is, you guys tell me, but leather was cheaper than like, well, they used to give you like cloth seats or wool or whatever, all of that. Yeah. That was like the base option. And leather was like <clears throat> the, what's called the, leather was the base, was the cheapest, right? Maybe in those cars, mm -hmm. like Rolls Royces, Bentleys, and that yeah. kind of thing of the air. They use a lot of wool, even in their carpets. Yeah. Like, we use it from time to time, but it's so thick, it's hard to, you can't really shape it to anything. Mm. I mean, I'm just theorizing. It's probably because of manufacturing. Like, but new I materials, they probably had a hard time, like, 
making that that wool synthetic materials well like mass whereas leather i mean yeah. it just it is leather and you look at the quality of the leather in a lot of the british cars that we come in that have original stuff it was not nice leather it would be on par with what we consider like distressed leather now yeah and that was new like big cracks <laughs> you look like your seat cushions like wrapped in ball sack like nobody <laughs> wants that <laughs> now it's smooth like you get in a new Benz Napa so smooth man <laughs> but I don't know I feel like that distressed look is coming back it's one of those like trends that I feel like it's going back like distress just looks yeah because it's low maintenance nice. uh, trying yeah. to maintain that perfect <laughs> Napa finish man it's expensive you gotta get your car detailed twice a week mm. but if you got some old cracky <laughs> ball, ball sack, sack seat cushion what do you got to do to it you don't got to do anything it's ready to go yeah um but this also talks about build quality materials but like durability and longevity like this i'm trying to think of the bel airs was that metal or no oh, inside of bel air yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. dash was metal yeah door tops were metal i just think that is so yeah. cool that until looks... you got a steering shaft through the chest <laughs> 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 so I think things progressed from there. I completely forgot about the steering shaft. Yeah, yeah you have, there's a video on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like those big chrome horn rings. You used yeah. to just cut your thumbs off. The no. steering shaft was fixed, so it just harpoon you. Oh, the metal dashes whack your forehead open. <laughs> right away. It was bad. It was gnarly. Wow. The car inside the car was worse than the accident. <laughs> Yeah, you think about it, like back in those days, they didn't even really have like much for crumple zones or anything. Like no. nothing. When you, you hit, took all it of it, like, you are like, the crumple boom. zone. Yeah. <laughs> now you look at cars and you want to talk about build quality, you see a car that looks like it's, there's, everybody should be dead. Like yeah. people even around it should be dead. And the yeah. guy's standing there looking at it and you're like, how did he live through that? <laughs> and they walked away. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the accidents that you see now are just absolutely epic. Insane. And the fact that people walk away from them is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that's a testament to build quality. Yeah, yeah. That's so most definitely new cars are uh, hands down, like way better. Yeah. For safety. Yes. I, I completely agree. But for, does that also the fact that they were built with cheaper materials for the most part because the external body for the most part there's almost no metal i mean apart from like the hood and like little the spots that need to be steel but like the bumpers are no longer like yeah metal. but they still have an interior crash structure that's true generally metal <clears throat> I yeah. just think from an aesthetic standpoint they've just hidden all that stuff away because mm -hmm. you look again at the transition from like early 80s to what 90s where there's mandatory five mile an hour crash bumpers and while they were trying to wrap their heads around it and transitioning that to cars how ugly were they so ugly so, so it was bad. like now it's like a solution to a problem so you still have all that stuff they just moved it inboard and then put a nice cover mm, over it yeah because the porsches oh like the early porsches the 70s mm -hmm. 60s beautiful but then once you get towards the late 70s early oh, 80s where it literally had a shock absorber just poking out the front <laughs> like, yeah disaster it looks so bad and so every time i see uh an sc from the 80s i'm like it's so bad <laughs> and so the solution like i a lot of people frown about it but like backdating some of these cars well i think that's why a lot mm. of it happens to those cars yeah because the bumpers are just so ugly and their solution to it porsche i'm usually 100 behind 
But they didn't really put a lot of effort into it. Like the accordion bumpers with the shock absorbers. Like It's like they got told on Monday they needed to have it, and they had it done by Friday. Like they yeah. didn't put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Because you had an S, you had a I had uh, an SC, SC, right? Yeah. yeah. So did you have those impact bumper looking? Oh, yeah, gosh. I did. Yeah. You left them there then until you never changed them? No. Oh, yeah. The big, like, eight-inch long accordions on the so side. <laughs> but, but had I kept that car and I actually followed through kind of like what my dream was, because mm-hmm. I was originally, I bought that car because I was going to RWB it. So, oh, I mean, cool. that would have done away with all that. Yeah, that would Hideous cool. yeah. accordion <laughs> crash structure stuff. Yeah. And then so we've we've touched on this before, but simplicity versus complexity. Because back in the day, cars were simple, like very simple. Mm-hmm. Even in the manual, that's a testament to how simple they were. In a manual, they literally walked you through everything: dismantling the bumper, tuning your carburetors, <laughs> like every little thing. And today, they just tell you not to eat the battery. Yeah, don't need the battery. Yeah, that's important though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know that at least one person ate the battery because yeah. they had to make it. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes you question humanity a little bit, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, Which is, yeah. It's also, this is probably another topic for just humanity in general, but things have gone downhill so fast. Yes. I feel like. Now they don't trust you to do anything. No, nothing. Now you got run flats, you got inflation. You're not, they won't even let you change your own tires. <laughs> They don't want you touching anything. This is say even on the if you look at like modern infotainment, they're not like ooh change the tire. They're like C dealer or seven yeah. dealer immediately. The dash tells you you don't even have to get the manual out. <laughs> and dude, it's like oh, I just saw something. They they pulled up to like a like a propane filling station. He's trying to put tire like air in his tire with the <laughs> and the guy comes up is like uh, you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> What? And they're like, well, we can't get it seem to get it to work. And he's turning the brass thing that you put no. in. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. people, man. That was the person that was trying to. I would have helped them. <laughs> oh, like, man. Have a nice guy. Natural selection. Yeah. You would have heard from me for sure. I'm like, Elvis, you're going to need four SD cards and meet me at the gas station immediately. <laughs> We're going to follow this guy. That is so bad. Oh, oh no. Yes. No, it's even like, but I feel like even for base regular things, this is again, also another topic, but it's just like how we've lost the art of simple maintenance, like even tire pressure checking. Like you see those jokes where it's like, people don't even know what PSI is. Like they are like, oh, should I just fill it to a hundred? Like the maximum? Yeah, they're trying to get, it's like, I'm trying to get it to a hundred and it won't go. <laughs> I can only get my tire 76% full. <laughs> so, so again, that machine is broken. <laughs> it's just so interesting. And it's just telling of where we're headed. But that's like another topic. Um, but like ease of maintenance and repair. Like w- back in the day, they left the engine open. Like you could see the engine. Even mm-hmm. in regular commuter cars, you could open the hood. You could see the engine, check your oil, change like but now they use plastic to cover everything like they don't want you in there and i'm like why yeah but they're so much better like if you think about what's the service interval now as normal is like fifteen thousand kilometers Mm -hmm. back in the day you had to work on your car probably once a month that's true yeah because of how frequently they yeah you had to make constant adjustments as the motor is literally breaking down you had to 
bring it back up and adjust everything. You don't have to do that now. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. And so many of those fine adjustments are built into the actual part itself. Yeah. Like self-adjusting, they're hydraulically loaded to do all these different things. It's like, you don't have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's another good part of cars, but like, I don't know. I'm still kind of the first time I've never bought a brand new car, but of all the cars that I've bought that have those plastic things, every the first thing I do is just rip it right off. I'm yeah, like, but most of them are ugly. And I know they're pretty, the wiring <laughs> is just all over the place. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not good looking. They're meant no. to have those covers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, and then safety. We've talked about st- safety and safety. There's standards. no comparison in no. safety. Right? <laughs> no. Nobody can contest that. Like. That's not even a conversation. Yeah. I think some of the safety of some of these cars is just absolutely mind boggling. It's crazy. Like some of what you see that people walk away from, like walk away from, not like three weeks in the hospital, like standing next to their car going, holy shit. And it's like nothing but a seat and the steering wheel left. And you're like, that's wild. Mm -hmm. But is that a good, I mean, it is a good thing. Yes. But is that also not a good thing just because... I feel like people would not be as concerned if they got into a wreck because well, they I know think they'll that's be fine. part of it. I think people are doing <laughs> shit that they wouldn't, yeah. hoping their car is going to save their lives. Yeah, you see it on Facebook all the time, like people driving like, I don't even know, like they don't have a head at all and they like make all these turns and all of these things and they're like, oh yeah, the car is going to save me, it's fine. Same thing with Teslas. Like, you, we, Tesla tes- drivers are by far the worst. <laughs> I almost yes. got hit by three Tesla drivers in one week. Like, I think the Tesla thing is as amazing as it is as a technology is like people have definitely overly adapted to it. Yeah, because you assume that it's going to save you. Yeah, it's going to take care of you. It has and sensors, cameras. We have a Tesla specialist facility up the street. How many Teslas are there? Oh, it's The it's lot's full all yeah. the time, mm-hmm. like nonstop. Yeah. And then based on my experiences of Tesla drivers and <laughs> Tesla drivers, it does not... This, this is not an EV conversation. This is Tesla, Tesla drivers. drivers specifically. They're just blind. They don't even so look anymore. Bad, yeah. I had one cut me off. She didn't even realize. Like, <sighs> almost killed me and my whole family. And she didn't even look so that no. I could be like. Completely oblivious. Just out causing absolute chaos. Yeah. I had one back out across two lanes right in front of me, not paying attention. Oh my gosh. Like so. Ugh man it's so annoying yeah i used to say tesla drivers were the new bmw drivers that you used to use in the times 10 but yeah multiply them because you see them they don't look they're just like they hope the changing lanes you don't see them turn their head you don't nothing like i Mm -hmm. could not trust that shit to that level no yeah so i feel like as much as it's been a benefit to safety and all of these things and sensors and all that i still feel like it's also a drawback because people do not pay attention yeah but i don't think it makes cars worse i think it makes people worse Mm, yeah the cars are pretty awesome yeah like the fact that you have that as a fail safe is amazing it's pretty cool yeah but i think people just like we always do take advantage of it and it's yeah it's not the best yeah yeah you just get complacent with that stuff and you just completely it's like you just forgot like your whole lifetime of driving i've done it oh oh yeah i almost gave myself a whiplash one time how because i had my ford that i used to park in my underground in my building and i'd Mm -hmm. back up and be like do 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 and it was like at a foot it goes solid perfect did it every day for two years i drove the dodge home one time had no backup sensor no backing up (laughs) 
<laughs> and I hit it at like a good speed, man. <laughs> no. Because I just I used to just whip past no. my spot and then whoom, and then do 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 done. The dodge I just whip. like parking sensors again as much as or as awesome as they are like i got used to them yeah you get used to them so much and it's like does your porsche have backup sensors? no does your mercedes have backup sensors? yes ah Mm. yeah i just think that is a huge (laughs) because i've almost done the same thing too so like i think anytime i drive the genesis i'm like yeah this thing has parking sensors sick and i drive the datsun and i just completely forgot i'm like oh and then, oh that's so close to the wall and so it's almost happened to me a few times yeah uh, but then fuel efficiency slash emissions that is one good thing i think transition I period huge. that created all that bullshit hmm? transition period same yeah early 80s all that emission stuff so bad no horsepower shitty gas mileage all that kind of stuff. now it's insane yeah mm-hmm. i think i was looking at <laughs> a top gear video from back from a few years ago but they were making fun of american cars and it's like how can you get like you see the engines for this like 20 foot cadillac yeah eight liter v8 <laughs> and it makes 140 <laughs> horsepower yeah, out of eight liters. I know. So that part is very true. The fuel efficiency part is insane. Corvettes are like hitting like 30 miles per gallon or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. So crazy horsepower numbers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. Although the cylinder deactivation thing is always a disaster. It, so that's it's also never part. worked, no. man. Even when it started in Cadillacs, it was never good. Oh, it was in Cadillacs? Yeah, early oh. Cadillacs, I think is where they debuted it. Mm. They had like the 468 or whatever mm. it was. And it's still junk, man. Yeah. They need to let it go. <laughs> do they still use it in their new stuff? Yeah, new pickups do, yeah. and stuff yeah. they have. Oh, it. I thought they got rid of it. Yeah. Did they? I don't know. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I don't know. I, I know don't. lots of people delete it right away because yeah. it causes yeah. lots of problems. It's just bad. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. <clears throat> and um, what about driving experience? As you can see, if you guys are watching this on video, you see we have a Porsche 356 uh Roadster, they're called the Roadster, the convertible one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedster, <clears throat> Speedster. Thank you. And we have a modern Porsche GT3, 992 GT3. Um, so, does do classic cars drive? Actually, this would be another episode. Hmm. Oh, that should be another. Maybe I'll save this this point for another episode. But uh, yeah, do classic cars drive better than newer cars? Because we, I think they perform better, but I wouldn't say they drive better. Mm. I think that's probably think that's, the only part. What's your that, definition of perform, though? Uh, Just faster? Faster, smoother. New cars. New cars. Yeah, new cars. But I, new wouldn't, cars. I wouldn't say they're better to drive. Really? Yeah, I don't think so anyways. Well, I think that's based on how you define it. If your definition is I want to do 150 miles an hour, try to do that in a classic car you'd be white knuckling and scared fucking yeah so that's what i mean it performs like a new way car, you better can do it like with one finger mm-hmm. on the steering wheel yeah i would not want to go 100 150 miles per hour in a porsche 356 no can it even do 100 miles per hour you would have to drop it from an airplane to get it to go that fast <laughs> Yeah. The thing had like 55 horsepower, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, we touched on this in podcasts in the past about how the classic car experience, you get the the feel of joy and, and you know, the love of the drive is at a much, much slower speed. Yes. So, so there yes. is that. I mean, so depends on how you define what is better or not. Like, if you want to just have a good experience and not, like, put your life on the line. <laughs> <laughs> because- like. 
really, really hardcore. <laughs> because going back to you again, Rob, you've had two Porsches, the nine, or I don't know with more than two, but the SC, the yeah. 80s SC versus your My 996. Yeah. Which one would you say, I don't know, made you feel better when you were driving? The, which one the 996 the, is, a, oh, is a, okay. a far, far okay. greater okay. car in every way. Mm. Every so way. there was no time you were driving like, oh yeah, the 911 SC, like you ever thought? No, no, no. going back? No. And actually like, cause I mean, when I was a young man, when I was 13, that's when I fell in love with Porsches. And I was like, I gotta have one of these before I die. I was fortunate enough, I had a classic SC. And so I drive my 996 now daily and I don't think I want a classic Porsche. Really? Ever again. That's crazy. What about Like, you? I mean, I, I still have this romantic idea of having a, like a 964. Oh, yes. You know, because it has the classic look, mm. but it has coilovers. It's, it's, a, it's a better driving car. Like, yeah. you've driven one. Yes. You know? Oh, so good. Um, but compared to a 996, that 964 is still going to be a pile of shit. <laughs> no, yeah, for real, though, because, I mean, they came a long ways. Um, the 996 is a modern enough car, but it still has classic vibes. I mean, yeah, I, love I could talk it. all day it's about right it. in the middle. I could mm -hmm. talk all day about it, but it's I would a, say it's that, entirely like that era of pretty much all cars. Like the mid 2000s is when it was the oh, best. Oh yeah. Cause even my AMG, I love it. Like mm -hmm. I've had an opportunity, I could buy a new car if I want to, but it's perfect cause it's not overly electronic inside. Mm -hmm. It's still got steering feel, suspension, power. It's a little bit angry. Yeah. Like it's not too smooth. It's yeah. not too perfect. It's got tons of torque and it's like, it's perfect. I don't want, I get in new cars and they're just, too smooth there's too much shit going on it's like sensory overload so i'm not one of the guys that's all the way this way either it's like that's like the seat spot is like mid early 2000s yeah i think that's a very good point i think i remember doug demure talking about that maybe of starting to see even on cars and bids website i don't know if this is a telling of like generations like changing or getting being more interested but like people were asking him of like, what's the most popular car or what decade or what age is the most popular car to sell and like, well, for like appreciating prices. And you would think, oh, 70s, 80s, mm. 50s cars, but no, like for the most part on his site, it's uh, 2000s, like early 2000s stuff. Like he said, he exactly the same point. Like they didn't have too much technology as we see all the cars today and they, they they were reliable enough because it was also after the smog and all yeah. of that crap in the 80s and 90s yeah. that you had to deal with and so i completely agree yeah yeah i would say 100 percent. Mm -hmm. i think the 90s was kind of a shit period yeah Plus, like there was some pretty cool style but there was the, the electronics just were not enough, enough. enough. yeah mm -hmm. and it goes back to what you were talking about like you opened the hood of my cls it's all motor yeah it's amazing looking like you still have all that before like the new one just big plastic plastic, plastic, color. plastic like yeah. it still had all those vibes so yeah i feel like that is the perfect era yeah porsches mercedes even bmws yeah e36s e46s that was a great time for all cars yeah all cars and I now they've transitioned cars. out of that and it's just it's too much mm -hmm. like i got in a, what a 991 and it's just it's a lot. It's too much, man. Too much <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like yeah, I felt like I was getting in a racing sim. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. It's like I want one of those, but 
I, I want it based on truly its, its numbers. Mm-hmm. But once I got in one, I'm just like, mm, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Like it's, I would never say no to one. I know. Of course, <laughs> like, I mean, of course not. Like, I mean, if I had the means that I could just yeah, buy it. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't, I don't even know if I would though. Yeah. Uh, this, this, I'm going to take an Elvis stance on this. Oh, okay. And I'd rather have three or four, 2000s cars than a 991 yes as awesome <laughs> as it is but i want all mine to work okay <laughs> not just have them like they have to function not just have them okay, well that's where we differ <laughs> mine don't have to function once i can look at them mm, sick like i've had my cls for like eight years i love that thing yeah and like I, I get in new stuff and i get opportunity to drive new stuff and it doesn't do anything for me have you been in the new cls I've been in a newer CLS. I haven't mm-hmm. been in the brand brand new one, but I've been in like an 18 and I just no? I feel like wow. it, it was, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, which is interesting too. I wonder what is happening because now they're doing four cylinders or something, right? The new 63 is a four cylinder with yeah, the four cylinder turbo hybrid or, or turbo yeah. or something. I'm like, oh gosh, disaster. So definitely for even engine, like performance, like all of that, I feel like the early 2000s, glorious. Glory days. Mm-hmm. Glory days. Yes. Yeah. Like 2000 to 2010. That yeah. decade, best decade for cars. Yes, I completely agree. And then yeah. what about parts availability? That's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... We're in a weird lull where a lot of stuff is like discontinued. I think they're sussing out what is going to make it to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then now aftermarket is going to start coming on. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of that stuff you can't even get. Like mm-hmm. even my car. That's and crazy. it's an 06. To me, it doesn't feel old. old. But it's like it doesn't feel old, years. but it's 20 years old. It's <laughs> yes. like I can almost get collector plates for it. I know. That's crazy to imagine. Like that is considered a classic car now. But parts, like you said, like they're getting harder to find. And well, even, the 190, it's taken almost two years to get a windshield for it. That's crazy. Which is crazy because I just watched the episode of Top Gear. Mm-hmm. And they were in some, they're doing the Dakar or something. And they're in some little village. It was all 190s. Really? Like the whole town was 190s. Nice. And I was like, why is it so hard to get a windshield? Yeah. There's hundreds of them. That's so interesting. But uh, yes, no. like I've, So it's not an easy thing. It's not easy. It's no. challenging to have one of those cars. And even that car is like a 92. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that doesn't seem that old. I don't consider it a classic car by any means. <laughs> Like classic car to me now is like 50 70s. years old. For me, it's like 70s. That's what I yeah, see. Yeah, 70s. And that's a 50-year-old yeah, car. Insane. It's nuts. Insane. But. Yeah. Um, so availability of parts is huge. And it's like, that's also, also back then, do you think, because I feel like they shared more parts back then. Which was easier. Yeah. Now there's too many model so specific many. parts. Yes. I think that makes it hard for anybody to have parts for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had a small block Chevy up until 87, all this, it was all interchangeable all the way back to exactly. like 67. Which is amazing. Um, that, But also, small block Chevys, we could, ooh, I feel like, ooh, I was first thinking of constant episodes. Small block Chevy versus LS, which one is better? But this one is for a different episode. <laughs> That's like a three-minute podcast. LS <laughs> <laughs> is better in every way. Um, but uh, no, like just classic engines versus modern engines and all of that stuff. Like to di- dive into that would be pretty mm-hmm. fun. Um, but yeah, so parts availability back then, there was a lot more stuff, part, like, I don't know, standardization. Cross-platform, I think, is what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, back then, there was not as much standardization, so you had more individuality with 
cars like for example like how random Cit citroen for example had older stuff or like how very different the speedometer the speedometer on one car goes this way on another car goes the opposite and like all of that stuff i feel like there was less standardization for oh things. the way things are supposed to be. yes yeah, I don't know. yeah. so i preferred like because I, i'm trying to think of like oliver for example was just saying his uh what's it called the the supercharger oil Oh, the thing. indicator that um, actually just the sent in oil in yeah, the cab. Like, oh, that is just so cool. And you would never see that on a car today. I'm That's like, not very practical, man. It's still cool, though. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but you think smelling like gas and oil out of a 69 Chevelle is bad? You're going to be wearing it coming out of that one. Yeah. That's why they had true. goggles and it was always. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, in like 30s and yeah. all of that. Yeah. They came out, looked like they just got back from a dog fight in World War II. That's true. With all leather and everything. Yeah. Yes. Just spraying um, hot oil in your I face. Uh, going back to fuel, too, and emissions and all of that, as much as we take it for granted now i feel like emissions was huge like terrible it was so bad back in the day because i remember stories and i've seen pictures from even in la like you couldn't see you couldn't see the sky it was just polluted because yeah. there yeah. was no emissions in the 70s and so that is one part that is so much better than uh today than it was back yeah, then efficiency is not even crazy, close crazy. To what it was yeah yeah so clean and air it's definitely necessary regardless of how <laughs> fucking redneck <laughs> yes. you want to be it is definitely something that needed to be addressed oh yeah because i think they people have what like poisoning carbon monoxide poison poisoning and all that crap well they used to get people pass out in like traffic jams and stuff because <laughs> the air would get so thin oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. like california so and stuff in their traffic jams can so you imagine bad. yeah the yeah. 405 yeah exactly. you just get all sleepy and just <laughs> <laughs> oh man well yes those are uh pretty much the basic or the main points that we kind of had for um our classic cars really built better than modern cars what's the final consensus i don't think they are i think they're built differently yeah they're not built better yeah definitely differently for styling wise i prefer classic cars obviously well, classic cars were never designed to do what modern cars are no they weren't meant to drive as far they weren't meant to drive as often they were like yeah it's not even the same they weren't it was an entirely different period i mean that's where cars came from we've yeah. evolved from that mm -hmm. for the the cars are so good now because we've evolved from learning the the, the little things that needed to be addressed with mm -hmm. the next version. Like, That's I true. I don't yeah. know if you thought about it then because I wasn't alive then, mm -hmm. but you can get in any modern car and drive until you run out of land <laughs> without any real consideration other than putting gas in it. Yeah. Like what? That is true though. I don't yes. think that was something like you would be adjusting valves three times before you got to Florida from here, I would think. <laughs> Yeah, when Based you think about elevation, like that, it's, and, it's, and if you think of how little maintenance and effort people put in their cars, and then how upset they get when they do have a problem, like they have so little problems that when they do have a problem, they act like it's the end of the world. Yes, that's so true. It's like this thing's a piece of shit. It's like when the last time you changed the oil? Like I never change the oil. What do you mean change the oil? Like it's it's wild. Like the intervals in which you have problems is pretty slight. I was just literally thinking about it yesterday. I was driving. I was like, oh yeah. I haven't had a flat tire in a while or like all of these things. I was just like, oh yeah, I haven't blah, 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 changed oil in a while. I haven't done all these things. All in you a while. gotta do is go and bring a trailer and look at those cars from that era. <clears throat> and the fact that you can have what, like a 
60 year old car with 50,000 miles. Mm -hmm. And that's, and then they're like, oh man, that was a lot of miles. Cars now have 200,000, 250,000. Like mm -hmm. yeah. there's no comparison yeah. at all. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like the fact that you stopped driving this car at like 35, 40,000 miles because it started getting unreliable. <laughs> and then now you have a Chevy pickup that's got five, 600,000 kilometers on it. Yeah. No comparison. Yeah, very, very yeah. true. It's, it's testament to how much better they so are. So none of those For cars sure. made it to the 500,000 mile mark <laughs> or kilometers, whatever you want to use to see what kind of condition it, it would have be been in. in. Yeah. Because it never made it there. That's a good point. Yeah. So, but I love all that shit. But me too. It's just not me the too. best. <laughs> you can't deny that shit's got better. Yeah, you, so just have better. To, you just have to sort of understand and sort of appreciate where they were what they were all about and just you know i think half the fun in driving have right that mindset. old stuff is the fact of how dangerous it is yes yeah. <laughs> the fear factor yeah, in you're it. like whoa it's huge yeah. <laughs> you look down you're like oh 62 miles an hour like you feel like you're doing warp speed the ass ends hanging out <laughs> tires are screeching you got all this feedback and then yeah you're not going very fast as a good point to that in my Datsun, anytime i drive that thing I'm like, oh, I am literally, I'm almost terrified of driving it because I'm like. So fun though. If I get in a wreck, that's probably gonna be it. <laughs> so that's always what I think about. When I was younger, I didn't really care, but now I'm like, oh shoot, it's probably gonna be it if I get into a wreck. And so that's just a testament to new cars. You don't even think about safety when you're driving. You're like, oh, you just send it. Yeah. And so it makes, it definitely makes me drive a lot, I would say a lot better just because I'm paying a lot more attention to everything around me mm -hmm. and to everything on the dashboard of the car too. I feel like, yeah, I'm kind of in a middle-ish sort yeah. of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the driving experience in a classic car is so much so much more involved. Yeah. You get, visceral. You, it is visceral. I got the drop visceral. visceral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so with that said, I think that's it. Anything else? Nope. I Sweet. think they're both good. Classic yeah. cars were built really well. Modern cars are built just better. better. Just better. Yeah. And so with that said, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.